talking about what restricts us from walking in the Spirit. For any of you who uh, tune in regularly to my dad's broadcast on Monday, which is God's Way of Success, he's giving us the keys and formula of how to transform from living in carnal Christian to a Holy Spirit-filled, by the grace of God, living victoriously in every area of life. And today, the Lord had me go over, wants me to go over a few things on contamination and natural thinking. So first of all, the word restrict would be block. We all know the definition, but sometimes it helps when we hear um, synonyms. So blocks, hindrance, hindrances, deterrence, obstructions, obstacles. These are things that are going to hinder our walk with the Spirit. It's obvious we need to get into the Word of God. We need to put our eyes on the Word of God. Hear the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. At the same time, my dad talks about blocking contamination. And you know, something that the Lord taught me in 2012 when he was training me on this walk while I was still working a job, pharmaceutical sales, in 2012, 2013, and then I, um, I resigned in 2014, he taught me, without me even realizing that's what he was doing, natural thinking is the challenge. And we don't hear much talked about in this regard, but it is what the Lord showed me. And at first, it seemed really awkward. Yet, once you understand it, we're going to go over some scriptures, you'll see, wow, yeah, I can see that Jesus didn't live in the natural even though he was in the natural, he didn't live by the natural mind. So we're going to go over a few things. So, um, excuse me. Okay, so Isaiah 55, 9. Is, I usually do 55, 8. But this one we're going to talk about 55, 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, God is saying, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Well, we also know that in the New Testament, when we accept Jesus, we can have the mind of Christ. That's in Corinthians. But... I was wanting to know, Lord, you know, if his ways are higher than our ways, give me a scripture that explains this. So a real basic one is Matthew 5, 44, and it says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Okay, that's an obvious, obvious example of living higher than the circumstances. No one feels like loving their enemies. No one feels like blessing those who curse us and persecute. No one feels like doing that. In the natural sense realm, that is opposite of what we were trained in the natural. But it's a higher way of living. It is God's way of living. So I'm going to go over a few examples to point out obvious ways, not in the word, but in life, where we've allowed our natural thinking to deceive us and a lot of times people aren't aware of this so i'm not thinking of anyone in particular this is not pointed towards anyone nor is it condemnation these are things the lord brought to my attention as i was getting this outline together if you hear someone say oh and this might be a little bit longer not extensively long but the lord wants me to do this so it doesn't matter to me who gets on and off it, it is the truth about god's word when we're out of the natural thinking we will soar in the spirit it that's how my life is now and I didn't even know this was possible. And it's been like this ever since 2012. It's just so beyond understanding in the natural. All right, so the first example. Someone, I used to say something like this. I need to get this body in line. 
I need to be an example of Jesus. I've got to get this body right. All right. In the natural and even in the spirit realm, we could, we could find so many scriptures that back that up. The concept seems accurate. Yet since the self is leading, I need to. I need to. That is carnal and it's not of this it's not spirit led. When the Lord tells us something, he always tells us the blueprint of the next step. So if he tell like when he told me um you know, that as a matter of fact, when I got free from a food addiction, it wasn't at all about food weight eating. The direction that he told me was fill up with the word. Capture every thought and bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. It is a full-time job. It had nothing to do with body. From doing that, the spirit trained my flesh. All right, here's another example. Someone might say, there's only $20 left in the bank account. I will just tithe next month. Well, one, we all know we should be tithing before any money goes out. Number two, there's not going to be a, um, no concept of spiritual covenant connection. It's just natural thinking. And then it's natural thinking about a spiritual principle. I'm trying to make it clear that spiritual principles can be in place. But if we're executing them in the natural, it's still carnal thinking. It's carnal Christianity. All right, number three, I'm going to choose this flight that's coming up because it's nonstop and the least expensive. All right, well, no doubt. That's a great deal. That sounds good. That sounds good in the natural. But if we really want to be led by the Spirit, are we inquiring about everything we're doing? It takes practice. It might start out with, let me, let me work on the flight. Let me work on this. And then, you know, Lord, let me back up. Lord, is this the right thing? And it is steps in progress, but these other, if we don't ask the Lord and we just keep having a separated lifestyle, oh, I'm going to do the flight on my own. I'm going to do my job on my own. I'm going to thank God for blessing me, of course. I'm going to do this on my own. It, it's not intertwined, and that's a problem. That is what the whole carnal, that's what all believers have been doing in the past. And that's not God's best. And it's not condemnation. It's just he's started this ministry to ex for this mouth to explain it. I have no problem shouting from the mountaintops. Okay, here's another one. We should buy up that extra cracker assortment because we never know when we may need it. Okay, that might be a good example. And it really doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with the crackers. Um, and it, might, it doesn't have anything to do with having a little extra on hand. The point is, are we living in fear, worry? Are we self-leading? Is that a great idea? We don't want a, a great idea or a good idea. It needs to be from God. It needs to be every little thing, just like my dad's talking about on Monday. All these little victories of hearing from the Holy Spirit. This is how it works. We will not know what to do with big things until we perfect our communications with the Holy Spirit in the little things. The little things about, you know, my dad putting that light bulb in out near the pine trees, just fixing it perfectly. These things are exactly are exactly what the Lord did with me. What earrings to wear, what to wear to work, um, not even checking the weather, but he told me what to wear, what shoes, um, where to go, so many things. And as my dad continues to give examples, it prompts things in me that I remember. All right, here's another one. I need to decompress after work, and this show is the only thing that helps me relax. Okay, 
we all might need to decompress. That's not the point, and the point is not about the show. Are we being led by God, or are we just giving in to what makes our flesh feel good? Again, it's a process. Um, here's one more. The investment deal. This is an investment deal. It's once in a lifetime. I, I would be crazy not to participate. Or we could say job, or this business is once in a lifetime. If I don't do this, I'm crazy not to participate. Well, anything that we do based on pressure and us trying to figure it out is self and the natural view. And that doesn't really, that's not being led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I have found, actually many times I have found, the things of God and where the direction God has me go is opposite of what looks good and seems to fit. What, at the same time, the things of God are effortless. Uh, he, he tells me the blueprint, I execute, and it's done. I keep my words right. I don't talk about it. Um, I stay on this. The only thing that comes out of my mouth is the scripture promise that goes along with whatever he's telling me. If it's about health and healing, I don't really talk about my body so much as other than saying, thank you, Lord. You have renewed my youth. Like the eagles. And I go through the scriptures. Exodus 23, 25, Job 25. Um, oh, I'm going to remember that one in a minute. But it's about our youth is re, um, restored. We are, our health is restored like when we were young. And so I go through those things. But I don't talk about, like, if there's an issue, I'm not going to speak the issue. Like if there was pink eye. Thank you, Lord, for healing the pink eye. I'm not going to speak the curse. Thank you, Lord, that my eyes are blessed. Luke 10, 23. 1 Peter 2.24, Jesus died on the cross and bore every sin, sickness, and disease. By his stripes I'm healed. Whatever is not right in that eye, whatever wasn't lining up perfectly is out. And so that's how we do the scripture. We don't need to keep talking about the problem, talking about the loss, talking about the curse, even when we're putting it in scripture, because Jesus never did that. Jesus never talked. This all is based on John 5, 19, John 5, 30. Jesus didn't do anything. He didn't just casually talk that we know of. It was always with what his father said. So what was the commonality of each of those scenarios we just said? Well, it's self. Serving self. Do it self. I put it on here. Serving self does not equal serving God. This is also the things we we're talking about. Um, Matthew 10, 37 and Amplified says... He who loves and takes more pleasure in father or mother, more than in me, Jesus says, is not worthy of me. And he who loves and takes pleasure in son or daughter, more than in me, is not worthy of me. And we could replace anything in there. It could be about uh, son, daughter, father, mother. It could be about job. It could be about um, kids. It could be about anything. Anything that we that we take more pleasure in than time with the Lord, then we're not worthy of him. And at first, it's a decision. And then if you stick with it, you will see. Your life will change. Okay, a few more scriptures here. And this tells it really clearly. Ephesians 4, 17 and 18. And this is in the Amplified Translation. This was so clear when I read this today. So this I say and sol solemnly affirm together with the Lord, as is in his presence. That you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the futility of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. That's basically saying carnal Christian. Futility of the mind is uselessness, worthlessness. So 
doing things in the natural, carnal. That's just a waste, he says. Uh, verse 18, for their moral understanding is darkened. So anyone, if we're a carnal, we, we, we accepted Jesus, we're going to heaven, we love the Lord, he's in our hearts. But when we don't recognize that natural thinking, everyday thinking, if it's not led by Father God, the Holy Spirit, by Jesus, then we're leading with the father of this world system, which is Satan. And I know that's tough, and I know this might ruffle some feathers, but it's the truth. And the reason why Christians aren't living free today, they might be in the word. Most of them aren't, but they might be in the word. But they're not blocking the natural thinking, continuing on watching regular shows. I'm not against regular shows, if that's what the Lord said you can do. Everything's about inquiring, and I am not a judge. All I do is understand when things aren't working, what's the problem? And the problem that the Lord taught me was natural thinking. So 18, 418, for the moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. That is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them because of the hardness and insensitivity of their heart. That is a very tough scripture if those that have ears to hear will hear. A lot of times we get set in our ways thinking that we are doing exactly what God wants to do. I know God told me to do this. I know God told me to do this. Many times I don't really doubt that God's telling someone to do something. And yet what the Lord taught me early on is that when I accepted the call of God on my life, it basically is this. I am the Lord God's to command. That means if we're going to do a periscope and then he, he, he drops it in my spirit that I need to go to the hospital to rape, you know, heal someone, then we'll do periscope another time. It's not my care. Yes, we have appointments and yes, we, we keep those normally. But the thing is, God is my source. If, can you imagine if every Christian lived at his command, Lord, I'm yours to command your, oh, but let me go do this. Oh, but let me go do this first. That's not being at the Lord's command. That is, let me go do this first. And I'm not cutting anybody down because that was me for 40 years, 30 years. Let me just figure this out first. Let me figure it out. Whenever we hear the words figure it out, that means self is trying to do it. Just don't use those words. All right, last point. Maybe the points will help us see how natural ways of thinking equals contamination. Just as much as we know the news media, social media, entertainment, everything, if it's not monitored or talked back to on a regular basis, it's going to contaminate our walk with God, especially if we're putting the word in. This is all about, one has to be putting the word of God in their heart, reading it aloud, spending time with God every day. I, I don't want to live any other way. That's all I want to do, quite frankly, because of this different realm and a higher dimension and a higher realm. And things are so much simpler. And our God knows everything. Why not just let him lead? That was the smartest decision I've ever made. Just to let him tell me what to do. And he taught me over time. So after a year and a half of doing that, he said, okay, you're on your own now. I'm gonna, I mean, he's always with me, but he didn't want me to do the job anymore. Because I already proved to him that I let him lead me in the job. And he proved me that it can be done in, in corporate America. And I was, and not one person, not one human being knew that that's what was going on. Not one. 
And that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be just doing what God told us to do in the world on assignment because that's what he told us to do. Not broadcasting it everywhere. It's our exam. Our light should be the example. And it shouldn't have anything to do with what we're, we shouldn't be talking about it. If we have to talk about something, we're not really sold out. All right, last thing. If we're focusing on the natural, we're serving ourselves, And actually, it's in fear. And that never equals serving God. And so why, um, if Christians aren't walking and living in the spirit like the like Galatians 5, 16 and 22 says, walk in the spirit, you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. Gloria Copeland has a book, um, Walk with God. Most people probably think that book's too deep for them. Well, I don't think it's too deep. It's my favorite book. And it's living and serving God. And that's how he, that's the bottom line. That's how he created us to live. Being controlled by the spirit and communicating with him and fellowshipping with him. And he's not a dictator. I have just chosen to turn everything over to him. You just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And there are times he asks my opinion. It's so cute. It's so interesting. He's like, well, what would you like to do? I'm like, I really just want to do what you want me to do. It always works out best. He goes, I want to hear what you have to say. And it's really cool. And it's not about we're in fellowship. And that's what he wants for every single one of his children. It is no fun to just... For him to be creating us and wanting to fellowship with us. And we're doing our own thing. And he's having to do his best to, you know, fix our messes. But the thing is, he can only do so much because he has free will. Yes, it is a two-way conversation. And in the beginning, I did not know that I was going to hear from him like this. And, and such a, it's not audible, but it's in my heart. And it's with the word. By getting in the word so much and blocking contamination, the word was streamlined. And still is streamlined. And there are, if there, if there's any times I'm, you know, get too much in the natural, whatever reason, then I just repent and get back in. But Satan's number one play is to keep everyone in the natural thinking. I got to get my car washed. Got to go play tennis. Got to do this. We're not talking about the items because many times the Lord will say, I need you to, why don't you go to the store? Why don't you get a new pair of shoes? Why don't you go get some new makeup? Why don't you, many times it's him leading and have we ever just stopped long enough to see if we could hear from him? Most of us have not in the past. And we go, 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 go. Got to do this. Got to do this. Because of fear, of, if we don't have it, what's, what is really going to happen? Let's just see. So anyway, may this be very clear to you. And may the Lord continue to open our hearts and our minds and that we can receive what he has to say that we can, so that we can all live in the glory of God and Continue to do his plan. It's so much easier with him leading. Okay, I love you all, and we'll see you soon.